Welcome back to another episode of the MedBullets Step 2 and 3 podcast. On today's episode, we cover the topic of vitamin B3 or niacin found under the nutrition section at medbullets.com. Today's quick discussion will be broken down into the deficiency and excess of niacin. Causes of vitamin B3 or niacin deficiency include diets low in tryptophan or niacin, heart disease, malignant carcinoid syndrome, and isoniazid therapy. You can associate diets low in tryptophan or niacin with corn staple diets. Know that heart disease is due to decreased tryptophan absorption in kidneys and small intestine. Malignant carcinoid syndrome is due to an increase in tryptophan metabolism and production of serotonin. And finally, isoniazid therapy causes a decrease in vitamin B6, leading to a decrease in niacin synthesis. A patient that is deficient in niacin will present with glossitis, and severe deficiency leads to pellagra. You can remember the constellation of symptoms with the three Ds, diarrhea, dermatitis, and dementia. Now let's discuss what happens in the case of an excess of niacin. A major cause is nicotinic acid given at high doses as hyperlipidemic treatment, and patients may present with facial flushing. This is due to prostaglandins and can be treated with aspirin. Patients with an excess of niacin can also present with intrahepatic cholestasis. Now that we've had a brief overview of niacin, let's try some practice questions. Question 1. A 64-year-old male is brought in by his granddaughter for confusion. She reports that since her grandmother died six months ago, the patient has become increasingly irritable. Then yesterday, a neighbor called to say that she had found him aimlessly walking up and down the street. When the granddaughter went to check on him, she reports that there were multiple empty cans of beer and minimal food in the house. The patient has a past medical history significant for hypertension, for which he takes chlorothiazide. His surgical history is significant for cataract surgery one year ago, and when the patient is asked about his alcohol use, he angrily responds that it is none of your business. When asked about diet and weight loss, he admits that he eats very little due to his ongoing diarrhea. On physical exam, you note muscle wasting, balding, and a diffuse rash on his arms and legs, as shown in figure A on medbullets.com. Figure A shows dermatitis, or dry skin and inflammation, on the legs. What is the treatment of choice? Is it 1. Thiamine, 2. Riboflavin, 3. Niacin, 4. Pantothenic acid, or 5. Zinc. The correct answer is 3. Niacin. The patient is presenting with dementia, diarrhea, and dermatitis of sun-exposed areas, suggesting the diagnosis of pellagra caused by malnutrition. The treatment of choice is niacin. Pellagra is caused by deficiency of niacin, which is vitamin B3. In addition to dietary deficiencies, other causes of pellagra include heart disease, malignant carcinoid syndrome, and isoniazid. Symptoms of pellagra include diarrhea, dementia, dermatitis, and glossitis. Changes in mental status and personality, such as irritability and poor concentration, can occur prior to symptoms of dementia and or hallucinations. Dermatitis can present as a casal necklace, seen on illustration A on medbullets.com, which is a C3 to C4 circumferential broad collar rash, or redness or hyperpigmentation, 
of sun-exposed areas. Niacin supplements would be the treatment of choice. Now for the incorrect answers. Answer 1. Thiamine or vitamin B1 deficiency causing Wernicke-Korsakoff syndrome may be common in alcoholics and malnutrition and can be associated with confusion and confabulation but would not explain the patient's rash. Additional symptoms for Wernicke-Korsakoff include ophthalmoplegia and ataxia. Answer 2. Riboflavin or vitamin B2 deficiency is associated with chelitis, which is an inflammation of lips and perioral fissures, corneal vascularization, and seborrheic dermatitis. Answer 4. Pantothenic acid or vitamin B5 deficiency is associated with dermatitis, enteritis, and alopecia, but would not explain the patient's dementia. B5 deficiency can also be associated with adrenal insufficiency and refractory hypertension. Answer 5. Zinc deficiency is associated with acrodermatitis enteropathica, which can be seen on illustration B on medbullets.com. Illustration B shows acrodermatitis enteropathica, an inflammatory rash around the mouth or anus associated with zinc deficiency. Acrodermatitis enteropathica would not explain the patient's confusion or diarrhea. Zinc deficiency is also associated with delayed wound healing, hypogonadism, and anosmia. Now for a bullet summary. Pellagra is caused by deficiency in niacin, which is also known as vitamin B3. Symptoms of pellagra include diarrhea, dementia, dermatitis, and glossitis. Treatment of choice is niacin supplements. Question 2. A 10-year-old boy is brought into your clinic by his mother for sunburns that have not been healing. The mother states that he easily gets sunburned. She admits she gave birth to him at home and has never taken him to see a doctor. The patient walks with a wide stance gait and appears unstable on his feet. He has an extensive erythematous scaling hyperkeratotic rash on his face, neck, arms, and legs. After extensive workup, the patient is found to have a genetic disorder that results in defective absorption of an important vitamin. Which of the following is likely to be low if measured? Is it 1. Niacin, 2. Vitamin A, 3. Vitamin K, 4. Folate, or 5. Vitamin B12? The correct answer is 1. Niacin. The clinical presentation is most consistent with heartnip disease, which results in low levels of niacin. Niacin deficiency can be a result of poor nutritional intake, especially in those whose diet consists of primarily corn and cereal. Low niacin results in pellagra-like clinical manifestations, which have classically been described as the three Ds, dermatitis, diarrhea, and dementia. Tryptophan is a precursor for niacin, and instances where tryptophan levels are low can lead to symptoms such as in hardnip disease. Longo summarizes hardnip disease as an autosomal recessive condition with a frequency of 1 in 24,000. Due to a defective transporter, neutral and aromatic amino acids are excreted in the urine at a rate 5 to 10 times greater than usual and have impaired migration through the intestines. The disease is diagnosed by detecting neutral amino acids in the urine. 
Treatment is with niacin replacement, which involves a protein-rich diet and daily nicotinamide supplementation. Cleta et al. have confirmed that the gene critical for heart disease is located on chromosome 5 using homozygosity mapping. The gene isolated is SLC6A19, which was found to be mutated in the original family identified with heart disease. The SLC6A19 encodes for a neutral amino acid transporter that is found in intestinal and renal proximal tubules. Illustration A on MedBullets.com depicts the classical symmetrical erythematous blistering rash in sun-exposed areas seen in niacin deficiency. Now for the incorrect answers. Answer 2. Vitamin A is important in phototransduction of the eye and deficiency may cause night blindness. Answer 3. Vitamin K is important in the hepatic production of coagulation factors 2, 7, 9, 10, C and S. Deficiency can increase risk of bleeding. Finally, answer 4 and 5. Folate and B12 play an integral role in DNA synthesis and deficiency can lead to megaloblastic anemia. With that, we wrap up today's discussion of vitamin B3. Hopefully that was helpful. This is the MedBullets Step 2 and 3 podcast, a daily audio review session by MedBullets the free learning and collaboration community for medical student education. Keep in mind that you can follow along with these podcast episodes by reviewing these topics directly on medbullets.com. You can listen to these episodes on the MedBullets website or mobile app while reading through the topic. If you've gotten any value from the MedBullets podcast thus far, we'd appreciate your consideration in leaving us a five-star rating and writing us a review on Apple Podcasts. It'll help us spread the word and increase our discoverability tremendously. Thanks for tuning in. We'll see you all tomorrow right here on the MedBullets Step 2 and 3 podcast.